Live. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another all-new X's for Show, your premier show for media response. But hey, wait, today we're doing something a little bit different. But you can still, as always, find us at X's for Show on all your social medias. And uh, as for me, I'm Nico. You can find me at Nico Action. That's N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N. And I'm TK. You can find me at TK Elemental uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and as of today, Blue Sky. So pretty soon, <gasps> not Twitter. Congratulations. I'm not quite at that milestone yet. I'm only found at the usual places at Kevo, really. That's K-E-V-O-R-E-A-L-L-Y. And we have an exciting extravaganza in store for you all today. Yeah, we do. Well, let's kick things off uh, right below this box, but never below us in quality. Me? Yeah. Oh, hi, it's me, Jake. I'm Jake, and I am uh, on the internet at uh, Instagram, at The Heart Farmer, and that's where you can find me. In the only, well, no, technically I'm still on Twitter, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, wait, and uh, who are you? Oh, hi, you might recognize me as being me, at Keek Jonah, all over the internet. So he's Jonah, it's in true. case the name. But, uh, you know, TK, one of the greatest joys in my life is, like, I always dreamed of being uh, a Goodman Todd, or... Um, you know, uh, an Elizabeth Banks, a Merv Griffin, uh, if you will. Um, Goody Proctor, gotcha. Sure, yeah. uh, God, the dream of having as many hot twinks as Merv Griffin. And so... Um, and Goody Proctor. So my question for you, TK, are you ready for me to hand over the reins? Because uh, I'm handing over the reins for something that we have been working on for a long time as a team, and I cannot wait to... Uh, to rock 'em sock 'em, this went into your boxums. I'm very ready, and I think you know. I think we've got to find a better name for you to be the person you always wanted to be. Because I'm Elizabeth Banks today. You're the person that developed the game. I just showed up to look hot and say some stuff. That's true. Am I the Gargamel of the Whammies? No, you're the Whammy. If you want to be, I'm the Gargamel. Like his Gargamel from the Smurfs. Okay, I'm alone. Bye. Who's a famous? game developer like game show developer uh betty white husband counts 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 i'm in they did secret pyramid together all right we're gonna we're gonna deal with this later we'll be uh back for our second episode with more good metaphors for who nico is who i am who our contestants (laughs) are uh jake you're definitely ken jennings uh former roommate of brandon sanderson um no, okay. you're that hot. You're the gay guy who snapped. That's who you are. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I want to be awesome. Yes, you can be my and be Alec. That's very fair. Mm. So, yeah, okay. uh, friends, uh, countrymen, lend me your rosters. We are here to play Deal Breakers, uh, our game where we create a camel constructively, then subtractively by committee. Okay. I accept that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is <laughs> we're going to talk. Our contestants are going to throw out some rules that they feel make for an underrated superhero. That's our topic today. Underrated superheroes. So phase one, everybody will share their rules, three rules for what makes an underrated superhero. I will then pick five of those rules 
to act as our criteria going forward. All three of our contestants have created rosters of five characters that they feel work to their rules, but they don't know if they work to the rules that their fellow contestants have come up with or if those are the rules that I'm going to pick. So, I'm also uh, really eager to see if I can turn some of your rules back around on you guys. That That is Switcheroo. the Let's uh, see how the tables turn. In phase two, we will get into some serious debates. We will go in order one contestant after another, and the other two contestants will pick any one of the people on their roster that is still remaining and will try and use the rules to get that particular character knocked out. Now, of course, if you have a rule that you think applies to somebody else's character, the danger is one of your fellow contestants could very easily realize that it applies to one of yours as well. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just think of an entirely other reason why you have created a roster of terribly well-used superheroes. Mm -hmm. There's really no way to know, and we're just going to have to play to find out. You guys also need to be prepared for me to be like, your characters deserve to stay underused. Oh, we'll that see. is the Nico way, but I should warn everybody, there are no points for that. <laughs> <laughs> there are no points in this game. The points don't matter anyway, so. No, points do Who not cares? matter. It's all about the spirited debate. That's what fandom is. It's... Which is the spirit exactly. of vengeance's cousin, the spirit of debate. Yeah, the spirit of vengeance's cousin, <laughs> the spirit of debate. Yep. <laughs> She's very spooky. She won't leave high school for some reason. Her fire is pink. Well, uh, uh, where? So, uh, is is this it? Are we? Is are you guys are ready? Breaking? Are we ready? Ready to, ready to are break? Are you ready to break some deals? All right, let's do this. All right. So our order today is Jonah, Nico, and Jake. And that's the order that we will be going in for both our rules phase and for our uh, roster phase. So without further ado, Jonah, I invite you to introduce your rules. My rules? Alrighty then. So I've come up with three rules, which everybody else has as well. So my first rule is potential something very subjective but a character has to have the makings of someone who can hold their own against the bigger names while subjective they have to have enough well-roundedness in terms of characterization and being fleshed out enough that there's plenty to work with without having to rewrite the character i'm putting this here specifically because i don't want i'm not choosing a character that's a one-off that that's not an underrated character that's just a character that we haven't seen in a long time there's nothing there to work with and two there are characters someone might say they're underrated but they're one-dimensional no, I need a full-rounded character that has plenty to work with. Two, niche. An underrated character should fill some niche that often leads them to be overshadowed and overlooked for one another who can also fill the role. That's the whole point of them being underrated. They have to fill a niche that can be easily filled by somebody more popular in order to kind of get where we need to be with them. And three, we have mentions and appearances. I think underrated characters are characters that not everyone has heard of or they don't appear often at all. Even if they're a part of a team or been around for a while, they aren't given the chance to stand out. Underrated characters really shouldn't be that well known because if they're underrated, you're not going to know them. 
It's a solid list. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. want to chime in to remind everyone, not everyone's rules are necessarily as loquacious as Jonah's. We played this as a family, and he do go on, whereas my rules were each, like, two words. <laughs> so... I like giving criteria. I like rubrics. Absolutely, and I love it. Man after my own heart. But should you have a shorter list, feel free to explain to your heart's content. Absolutely. So, Nico, you are up next. All right. Uh, my number one rule is you got to be underused. So you got to be not on a major solo title in the last 15, 20 years. I know that sounds like a really long bar, but like... 15, 20 years in comics time, not as long as you'd think, considering how long it takes some events to end. Scott Snyder began some events before I was born, and they're going to finish sometime next year. So it can happen. Number two, I actually kind of need it to be a cool spin on a classic idea. If you're like a super amazing underutilized thing, it needs to be because you offer some take on something that I see other places, right? Uh, and number three, uh, and this one's kind of like important, but you got to have a defining look. I mean, I want, you know, John Romita Jr. drawing French fry hair on you and you calling yourself Typhoid Mary. I want that level of, like, and she's so overutilized, so no complaints there in a good way. But like, you know, I want that SIG look on your sickness. Yeah. And lastly, Jake. Um, <clears throat> so my three rules. Uh, the character has to have had little to no heroic arc in the course of their written history. Like just no one's really picked them up and given them any story worth a damn. Um, similarly, I, I called this rule always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Always part of an ensemble, never a solo. And one-shots don't count. Um, and then third, something just feels a little gay about them. Whether, you know, <laughs> you know, again, and, and, and therefore they never really get picked up um, and played with. Except maybe in a more modern era. Or they're just straight up gay. Who knows? Um, that And that's, uh, I, I feel like that's one of the reasons so many of these uh, these underrated heroes don't get utilized is because there's just something a little gay about them. Can I get a quick vote? You know, you said that they're straight up gay, but does that make Maddie Morphosis gay up straight? Hmm. I don't... Oh, oh. I want to say yes and. I want to say yes and. Yes and, but we're moving on. Oh! <laughs> and we are moving on. <laughs> So those are my three. Uh, little to no heroic arc. Something feels a little gay about them. And always an ensemble, never a solo. One shots don't count. Oh, big guy. I believe you are on the mute skis. Now, before we move on, I would in like to invite uh, any of our contestants to uh, argue against somebody else's rules. Um, Okay, well, I, I think I can I can comfortably come for one rule, which is uh, potential. Listen, I don't need you to have potential. Like, I'm not kidding. I love a good dead-end character. Sounds dumb as hell. But if you're underused, who cares? You don't need to advance. You can just stay where you are and be great at being third place. 
arguably the whole reason they're underrated is because they have potential in the first place the whole point of a character being underrated is i see something special in them the world doesn't this is why because they have the makings they could be a major character. But couldn't they just be hot some of them are hot see but then they don't need potential they're just hot <laughs> we're past that point in the world where you can't just be pretty anymore uh, then i'm out of luck sir and i will not let you slander me on my own game show what kind How of potential you? are we talking here like contextualized potential for me is this power potential is this storytelling potential is this it, like what is this and i'll add another question to that isn't hotness its own kind of potential well that's what i'm saying <laughs> The way I viewed it is, and the way I take under, I understood the assignment of underrated is a character who I think is underutilized by whoever, this time we're going over Marvel characters, that has the potential to be a great character that could be a mainstream name. Somebody that even casual comic fan knows, I know that character. I recognize that character. So when I look at potential, I think you need to have the makings of, okay, what makes an actual good character? Yeah. I hear what you're saying, and I agree with Nico. And if I can just defend one of my rules, um, <laughs> I can. I have grounds too. If you want to go first, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just say like no, but like I. Yeah, you know, like if, well, if you're not doing a cool riff on a classic thing, then why are you here? Then why aren't you just said? Why aren't you your own book? Get get the get the fuck out. You gotta go. You gotta go. Gotta go. Well, right? and is is underrated for me is uh, for me underrated is less about potential and more just looked over. Like they don't need to have potential. They just have never like really gotten that fair shake. Whether they like have all the the pieces in place or not, they've they just, just never need someone to give them a second look and name them to uh, the board where they can be a vice uh, vice president of. Uh, if someone will just give them a second look. Well, the whole point of choosing people to give second look is because they have potential. No, if so, if you're at a board meeting, they're not going to pick people that they don't think have potential. Okay, I'm well, going to keep arguing this. I'm, I, I think I'm I at think, a board meeting. <laughs> I think I also want to say that um, I, I do have a little bit of a question about how how gay you need to be. Couldn't you just be some other sort of unrepresented, cool minority status? And since that's not how it's phrased, and I don't know how much that will help my list, I think that that's a little too specific for the list of rules. (laughs) Nico, you for sure have three on here that... (laughs) Uh, not only feel a little gay, one in particular has been a little gay. Wait, 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 don't don't get that way yet. But like, <laughs> I, I can't I wait will, to see how many are knocked out by his own rules. On the I grounds know. of, uh, I will, I can, I can concede gay as being too specific. Except I'm using it in a broad colloquial sense. Oh, okay, wait. No, I'm using it in a, in, a, in the inclusive way that we okay. tend to use queer or, or or even broader if we need to. But something feels a little, you know, a little like, okay. you know, that. I I want to I want to just chime in on that. I However, really we that love that. I love like saying that queer, while queer usually means sexuality. The, the sexual spectrum involves so many people of so many broad groups that anything kind of gets protected under the queer umbrella if their heart is good and they, you know, are a group that, you know, needs. Pro- okay. 
I could like that. I'm not going to use it for this game because this game uses the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of gay, which is either high fashion, cute, queer, or bad. And so um, I think <laughs> I'm going to fight you. Uh, it would be the New England style wicked fucking queer gay. Uh, that's yeah. what it feels a little wicked queer. Wicked I didn't fucking, realize. Yeah. I didn't realize it's a regional thing. I'm so it, sorry. Yeah, Thank it's, you. This is it's a it's, it's, sorry. It's syntax discourse. Kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to our island. <laughs> yeah, it's a you thing. <laughs> a youth Shame thing. on you. Shame on you for this. Um, right, I folks. also feel like there's a repetition. Uh, I believe that our. Uh, I believe my always an ensemble, never a solo overlaps with one of Nico's rules. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys have come out every way possible to say that they don't have many appearances. So I've picked, like, one of those rules. Cool. All right, are you ready to rule uh, on cool, the rules? Cool, cool. Ready? I, I'm ready to hear some rules. I believe that I am ready. I have to write these down. Uh, so I feel that Nikos was the most succinct, and so we will be going with underused. Uh, I think that sort of yeah, catches yeah. Yeah, always yeah, a bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Jonah's mentions and appearances. I'm so... Nikoging. Oh, sorry, I thought you were doing the Macarena. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> no Nikoging. <laughs> like no but no Oh yeah, no, I'm absolutely Brokoganing. <laughs> Next, we went with uh, a little gay. Oh, 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 what's that? Yes. A little bit wicked queer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we, uh, we we will be doing cool spins. We love a cool spin. Ooh. Cool spin. Uh, yeah, Nico, actually, all three of yours got on here. Uh, Defining look is in the mix, too. I'm so sorry. I tried to get to the microphone faster, but just how cool I am got in my way. And I want—I just want to say to Jake and Jonah, mm. it is only because uh, underused was the most succinct that I don't have another one of yours on here. Uh, <laughs> but the last is uh, Niche. I think that uh, an underrated character does really need to go in a zone uh, because then we're just getting into... Uh, the so. chaff, you know, essentially just like the fact of the matter is there are plenty of characters that don't get used very much, but that they call a make chaff the... a bogan in Australia. <laughs> I, I need to apologize for watching Drag Race Down Under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that, you know, uh, there are so many characters that are tertiary, quadrary, uh, and that doesn't make Pentary. them underrated. They need to really uh, have the the potential to be rated, and I think that comes with a TK. Niche. Look what you just did. did. Look did what you just did. did. You didn't I even hear it. I think I think I heard potential. I think uh, yeah, I did too. Oh, am niche I, am and I, potential. Am I up here just sitting because I have potential energy right now? Oh, it sounds it sounds like a, look what sounds... you did. You used the p word. <laughs> Listen, you don't this one around me anymore. The rule didn't work, but the idea was fantastic. There that's nice. the compromise there's the words that's the hairs split so just to remind you guys it's mm -hmm. underused a little gay cool spin defining look luke. and niche it's luke luke yes defining luke defining luke um okay dunphy cool hand um the one from Skywalker. the oc 
No, Skywalker. I hate this. What? I hate it. Make it end. He's I thought we were Luke's. naming defining Luke's. Oh. Luke Dunphy, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, I hear it now. I hear it now. <laughs> oh, God, he's so mad. If I were I not uh, and trapped so, in front of a green screen right I, now, I would leave the roof. I wish to move us into the roster introduction phase. Oh, thank God. And again, our order is Nico, Jonah, Jake. I thought it was Jonah, Nico, Jake. Sorry, Jonah, Nico, Jake. Thank you very much. I was looking at you shaking your head and it distracted me. Um, Jonah. Yes. Tell us about this wild bunch you've assembled. Oh, I think I've assembled a pretty good list that I think fits most of this criteria. I mean, we knew one of these was going to be on here. Uh, I mean, yes. So uh, my list. Oh, let me uh, let me get that. Make sure I can double check. So I say in the right order, too. Uh, My number one. uh, If you are a fan of the show, this is no shock. My number one character, Elsa Bloodstone. I mean, truly, I feel like the poster child of an underutilized, underrated character over at Marvel. Uh, I actually think I have a theory on Elsa Bloodstone, and it's that she's uh, the symbiote of Madonna's high pony. That would make her more interesting. And unfortunately, Marvel doesn't see that for her. No. Uh, Number two for me, a personal favorite, Snowbird from Alpha Flight. I think she is really underrated for, especially for an Alpha Flight character. Most people often talk about Vindicator, Guardian, Puck. We often talk about Sasquatch. We talk about Aurora and Northstar. Snowboard is often left out of a lot of conversations. Snowboard. Snowboard. <laughs> Snowboard. Snowbird is often left out of a lot of conversations. Episode ruined. Daughter of a goddess. I she's not really, you know, she's not really invited to any of the mystical things. So I agree. That's a really it's a really interesting point that she is left out when she is like, you know, OP. Neither uh, snow nor bird. Discuss. No, <laughs> her sidekick skis. <laughs> Number three for me. I picked Moon Dragon. I think she's very underrated. I mean, I'm being followed by a Moon Dragon, a, a Moon Dragon, Moon Dragon. I will in. kick you off of this show and call <laughs> INS on you. How is Listen. she under you? She's a Heather girl. She is a Heather, and I don't think enough people know about her. It's true. And I'm, I think everybody should know about Moon Dragon. She also has a very badass name, and everyone thinks, "Ooh, what kind of dragon is she?" And then you look at her like, "Oh." Plus, no bird, she is moon, wig dragon. ready at any time. Just shake and go. She's Sh- good. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, yes. she's gonna shake some. She's gonna shake some rose petals all over your shit. Absolutely. Hundo P. All right, number, who we got next? Number four, I picked Quasar. I think and you guys can talk about that during the game. Specifically, Wendell. Okay. I think Quasar is very underrated. Okay. I don't often see him in many lists. I don't see him talked about very often. I think Quasar deserves more. Okay. He's very cool and very hot. Okay. And number five, a little bit of an oddball pick. Definitely underrated. Probably might not have heard of her. Clairvoyant Black Widow. (laughs) Uh, One of the more. Yes. One of the more best characters you can get in uh, Marvel Contest of Champions. Oh, yes. One of uh, one of the twelve who I think has the most potential for being a really cool character, and that's uh, Marvel Golden Age Timely Comics J. Michael Straczynski the twelve, not X Men Apocalypse Weird Storyline the twelve. But Correct. give us enough time, and we could figure out how to make them overlap. It would called it would be called twenty four, and it would be starring Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Jonah, this is an incredible list. I am so excited to talk about each of these characters and to see how your teammates uh, pull the rubric to ruin this whole day for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, on, Nico. Let me, let me in. I'm ready. Let's hear. I'm Leah Michelle, the day they opened Funny Girl. I'm just waiting for somebody to get out of my way. <laughs> Let's hear about this list of winners that simply haven't crossed the finish three? line yet that you have got in the mix. All right, so my list is people who I think a lot of people would recognize, but maybe wouldn't know how great they are. Number one, Dead Girl. She'll eat your shit, and she will spit it back out. Dead Girl is so OP and so underused, it's sickening. Both Dead and Girl, aptly named. My number two, way more than just his name, Stick. I think Stick could have been a member of the Illuminati, and they really missed out on that. What a miss. Uh, Bring me number three, please. Because uh, number three is Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who uh, like lights up my life like uh, probably um, the the remake by Leanne Rimes, right? Um, my number four, because you got to give me more, uh, I definitely love Rachel Cole Alves, the female Punisher, more than I can express in human words. Uh, best take on the Punisher ever is the female Punisher, who every time she's arrested... Uh, is just angry that they keep calling her Rachel Cole and not remembering that it's a hyphenate and that her dead husband mattered. So, uh, whew. Oh, I love her. Okay. And then number five, because uh, I'm not trying to win this, I guess. I was going to say, the first <laughs> character out. Uh, Marvel Boy. <laughs> Novar, who's maybe the most utilized character at Marvel. You just wanted to say it. Uh, I think that it's that his utilization is so uneven. Uh, and he's never had more than a six-issue solo title. But I'm very disappointed that you did not go with one of those McKelvey pictures where he's just pure butt. Uh, I thought about it, but uh, his his face is too um, too it's too smooth in a way that looks like uh, post botched Trinity the Tuck. Speaking of a little bit gay, he is uh, in a relationship with Hercules, right? That's Correct. right. Yeah. He'd be making That's out. He's macking with Hercules. Wildly hot, just the size difference alone. Well, anyway, oh, yeah. Moon Dragon is making out with Philavel. Yes, I want to uh, hang out in that. that Guardians room. is such a great. That Guardians is such a great run. Truly, you should see what Star Lord is doing. Yes, uh, you played this game so well i had to ask you to go back <laughs> and make i'm some... so, I, i'm not sorry that no one would know who Leatherboy is but i did i did take him off my list so but so so that we could have a game you kept a couple and you came up with some other great ones so please my love uh introduce this amazing roster you've come up with Okay, we've got uh, Freedom Ring. I don't know if you all remember Freedom Ring, but he was one of Marvel's first gay on-the-page superheroes. He lasted about five issues before he was unceremoniously murdered. Um, In a very, like, St. Sebastian-esque, like, he was penetrated by many shafts of, many spike shafts. It was awful but also i wonder Goodness. if the author wasn't going for something it was it's it was terrible very gay it was he vi- was just in a marvel voices pride recently i believe was he yeah how he's dead well, i mean all right off the list <laughs> uh all right keep going <laughs> all right for my number two we've got my buddy trevor i boy i mean i mean no he has to lose don't debate we're not here for debate yet this is this is iboy i'm just i'm ready to oh iboy he wins 
Yeah, I lie. Oh I boy, I boy fits all of my criteria. Um, but yeah, uh, for okay, I boy for obvious reasons. Let's get moving on. Moving yeah. on. We've got um, for number three, Ms. Mockingbird, and I'm ready to go to the mat to justify this one too because that outfit reads a little gay to me. Um, so I'm excited to get, I'm excited to for the potential challenge there, and I I hope I hope I've got comers for that one. Um, come number yes. come comers. Uh, <laughs> speaking of number four, we've got soft serve my girl. Perhaps truly one of the most underrated, certainly underutilized in the world of Marvel. Um, I'm excited to just just get the chance to talk about her and how I've got a decal of her on my laptop somewhere because that's how cool she is. Bob, Bob, if you're out there, Bob, friend of the show, Bob, Bob, who I've now been on more podcasts with than literally anyone. Uh, We've been on other shows together. Um, Bob. Uh, if you're out there, you know we love you, and uh, th- no matter what, whether soft serve wins or lose, she's a deal winner for us. Yes, and Jake, that you. is how we know that uh, she is a canonical character. Friend of the show, Bob <laughs> That's is her right. creator, and she's she has been on panel multiple times. Not uh, only that, she is referenced in one of those white pages. Yeah, you know, George. there are two mutants on Krakoa that produce ice cream as part of their mutant power. She's not the only one, so they could they could potentially... Anyway, oh, anyway, right! Anyway. Uh, it's Ben Andrew. I can't with you. <laughs> so what is your someone fifth... hit his, his dad pun button mode and turn it off. What is I your can't. fifth choice? My fifth... My fifth choice is the, the poor younger brother of the Power Pack group. Mr. Jack, Mr. Mass Master, Mr. I Matter, Mass Master. You know what's uh, really funny? I almost put Julie on my list. <sighs> Julie has had so much yes. more attention than poor Jack. Poor Jack has had nothing. He's not even... Talk about the gay younger sibling. Ugh, this poor kid doesn't even get to be gay. the gay younger sibling. It's all, it's all Katie and Julie and, and the other one, Alex. So, All yeah. right, uh, you master debaters, <laughs> I am so eager to hear your thoughts about each other's uh, lists, and I think unless anybody has any questions, concerns, or ghost microphones, uh, we should move into our first round of discussion. Are we ready? Oh, I'm ready to go. Okay, well, uh, the way these rounds work is we will go in the order of Jonah, Nico, and Jake. Uh, Just right off the bat, if you have something to say about anybody on Jonah's list, call it out, and then that's the character we're going to focus on for this round. So, you know, if, if Nico should bring up Quasar first, that's the character we're focusing on. Jake, you will focus on Quasar as well. Uh, and then, you know, if you were really hoping to talk about Moondragon, you're going to save that for Jonah's next round and call that out when that comes. Oh, we're ready. Oh, we're All ready. Right. I'm ready. Okay. Oh, we're ready. So, uh, without further ado. Adieu. Jonah's roster. Let's get into it. Adieu and let's do it. So, uh. Be kind. Uh, Jake, do you have one locked and loaded, or uh... yeah, I do. Completely oh. take Quasar off that list because that that dude had his own solo book. 
I think I have to agree. I think he's a little too popular. Bye, and Wendell. I think, uh, you know, just like uh, so many of the other space characters, the solos come and go, but the back issues stay forever, my friends. Uh, I'm very surprised that this is the line of reasoning you're going with because I think one of the other ones really applies. And I'm curious to see if you all... We'll think of it before we move on to the next round. Do you think he's not a little gay? Do you think he's not a little gay, Nico? This is your chance to argue I that. Mean, I think he's pretty gay. I mean, I look mean, at the tights. He's not. He had a whole thing with Daz. I was going to say, cares? he spent so much time whinging that about his girlfriend in his book. Yeah, I mean, if Wolverine is a little bit gay when he spent the last 50 years coming after Gene uh, Grey. He shares a suite of bedrooms with his boyfriend who he likes to talk about in a speedo so unless you can point to something like that for quasar i do not feel as oh though... right i'm supposed to be arguing against quasar right no not gay get out of here yeah he's not gay so straight straight and lots of books he does have a defining look and he, he is a cool spin on like the on Captain the Marvel, Marvel like blah 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 blah. But I would argue he has a decent enough niche as being a protector, being having the elements of space, his relationship with his mentor. There's things there that make him unique. So I will say that boy is such a heterosexual though. He's yes. a great character, but I do think we found two deal breakers. Deal breakers. What do you Ladies. think? Yeah, uh, Quasar is absolutely Quasar. coming off of this list. Uh, and that's all i have to say about that uh so we uh there's actually i forgot you know because i i came up with the game in the first place i forgot to write down that the second turn the third fifth turn Mm. and the sixth seventh and eighth turn are always skipped so um that's enough out of you no no Oh, yeah, we should skip them because we know the entire list is already going to be out. Oh, on... read me, wrote me. I understand. I'm Roxy today. So we're uh, on Nico's roster. Jonah, Jake, talk to me about this uh, rogues gallery of yeah. unpopular characters. Should we, should we take the easy? Should we do the easy one first? Go for it. Okay. Novar is not underutilized at all. Mm-hmm. That boy is everywhere. He has Marvel Boy the book. He's also had the opportunity to experience many lovers on the page. He was a rock star in Young Avengers. He is a tiny little Twinkie boy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, literally. Like, he's everywhere. He's too popular. But hold on. I think think he's used... I I think he's used... Used, abused. I think he could be used more. Like, I feel like... We're not yet at Johnny Rapid 10 years ago status. There's still a lot of like room for him to grow into his fame. <sighs> and like he he's pretty gay. And uh, I would say that he's a pretty cool spin on Captain Marvel stuff. Right. Um, and look at that. Look, he's also had some bad ones. And I can't lie about that. I'm looking at you, protector. But, you know, I think Oof. on the whole, on the whole, he's gay enough that I can say on the whole and go. <laughs> and uh He's niche. I don't think he's niche, though. Dude, he's got finger poison. His fingers secrete poison. That doesn't... He's been on so many big books, big teams. He's had his own title, which was the spirit of underused. All right, listen. 
if we're gonna hold me to everything I say, like we wrote them down like they're rules, I guess, but <laughs> that's a capitulation. TK, we need a ruling. You'll get your ruling. I just want to see if <laughs> anybody has uh an out of the box. Well, you argument. said he's not niche. No, it's not that a character well, itself is niche. What role does he serve that nobody else in the Marvel Universe serves that he often gets overlooked for? Hi, Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Hi. Um, Hi. I, uh... Oh, uh... Here's truly, that up. was all I needed. Just <laughs> that. Hold on, uh, it's gotta be something he does unique. <laughs> I swear to God, I can come up with... Uh, um... <laughs> I understand I lost this Ooh. one. Attack me back in later on. He can do the local physics thing. That's pretty cool. Mm, but so can Bishop. Wait a minute. Bishop, Bishop has an innate sense of like everything around him, time, space, like how to use his energy. Oh, no, to... He can make like a bubble of whatever oh, he wants right. to do for physics. Like he can make a his own physical right. rules bubble. You're which right. I think maybe wanda could do that with her hex powers but i'm sure maker can do it with his jonathan hickman powers what is uh what is billy going by right now um uh good boy he's uh he's well he's going still by wiccan but he's like oh, he's demiurge yeah he's, oh, demiurge, yeah, yeah. he's also like the imperial wizard he's like the, the galaxy yeah not a great name we need um, a different name god bless God bless Robbie, who just said Novar's booty is unique in the 616 universe. Robbie, I when I was asking Nico about the picture that he chose for the game, I said I was very disappointed that he specifically didn't pick one of the McKelvey perfect booty shots that we get from that series. <laughs> right, I think uh, I lost this one. So. Yes, you indeed did lose this one, and uh, we are done. So, we've moved on to the light of my life, my dear love, Jacob. Fight me. Jacob okay. Rooster. I'm going to just say, in the same way that we said Marvel Boy has had a title, Mockingbird has had no less than five attempts at a series in the last 25 years. And for a lady who was possibly dead in a cave somewhere for a while of it, I feel like that's a really long time. And if we're talking about defining looks, I will say that the parts of her defining looks that are so cool, uh, I would just say that Kate Bishop does equally well. Not better, but Kate Bishop does equally well because uh, she literally used parts of uh, Mockingbird's costume to create her original it's cultural appropriation costume. is what that is. She literally stole a dead woman's clothes. What in cultural God's appropriation. That's not evidence for your case. Who among us? <laughs> doesn't pilfer our our, our cast, our duds cast <laughs> that first stone sorry please continue just too many titles girls uh, girls got more titles than a library yeah and how many of them actually worked out i mean none of them worked out for marvel boy either yeah that's not uh, that was a complete limited series I'm, it was pretty a sure Hawk, I'm actually pretty sure Hawkeye and Mockingbird was canceled after seven issues and it rolled over into Widowmaker, which was a hybrid of Hawkeye, Mockingbird, and Black Widow. And it was by Jim McCann and Marjorie Liu. And it introduced the third Ronin, who is Ivan, the Black Widow's former uh, handler. So that was an ongoing that got canceled. 
Uh, Mockingbird is Hawkeye's wife, right? Ex-wife. Right. Okay. Well, it depends on what day we're talking. But, so, but, but married to Hawkeye at some point, whether current or yeah. not. Yes. Okay, that character. I can't believe I pulled that miniseries out and made it matter for the first time in the fifteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just call it a miniseries no, and no, not the, an ongoing? Widowmaker, the follow-up miniseries uh-huh. to uh-huh. Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, I need to hear a ruling on this. Additionally, for, for a little more ammo. Yeah. What is Mockingbird a cool spin of? What makes her oh what is, she, what is her take? She's the lady secret agent. She was the uh maybe second lady secret agent of her generation. Like she's the she's the she's the lady hawkeye secret agent. There type. are no, no powers points. avengers. There are no points for originality. I thought that was niche. I thought we said she fulfills something unique, but she's not even the most interesting lady secret agent. Agent 13. She's Agent 13. She's Agent 13. Yeah. Which leads me to another point I'm surprised nobody has made. That look is gay. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, she's. I I, I can't imagine. And the original one, too. And not just being like, you want to make out. So Mockingbird is out, but I'm just saying I'm surprised (laughs) nobody mentioned that she has had not one, but two two character depictions in live action uh marvel nonsense Ooh, yeah one of them was uh uh the yeah from um yeah adrian from uh uh adrian Padalecki from um the orville thank you sorry i'm like and the other was linda cardellini from all those other things yeah i mean most people several other things most heroes are lucky if they get one so you know the fact of the matter is well yeah but that tv show never worked out did it Slingshot, no. yeah. The, the solo show so for hot. her and that weird dude never worked I'm out. Hunter. Not Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, if only. Rest in peace, Sherlock. <sighs> All right. All right. Uh, I'm ready. Let's do this. We're rolling back over. Mr. Jonah, you about to get deal broke. I am. I'm ready. Okay, here's what I'm going to say, though. Here's what I'm going to say. Without coming too hard for anybody... Is it that Elsa Bloodstone hasn't had like really? enough You're utilization? Going right for Elsa. Is it that right she hasn't had enough one. utilization, or has she just not caught on? Was she not the co-star of Deadpool? Was she not the star of her own multiple events in the last several years? Does she not have the most prolific high pony since Blonde Ambition herself? I'm just saying. I feel like Elsa Bloodstone. She's pretty utilized, and I think people just go, oh. Every time there's a monster thing, she shows up on the TV, on the comics. It's the Elsa Bloodstone showing up all the time. And I just, no. and I just, I, and I don't like the monsters anyway, but then they, they bring in the <laughs> Elsa Bloodstone every time. And sure, she's a proficient hunter, but underused, I do not think. I do not think. So first off, to interact with what you're talking about, it's because Elsa Bloodstone's the only monster hunter currently in the Marvelverse. She fills that niche because nobody else wants to do it. She talks about how she hates this job because her father put her into it. Second, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that means she's underutilized because all these events have like seven issues. She's never, not once, ever been in a title series of her own since her incarnation. Additionally, she follows in her father's footsteps, who also started in a mini, not even in his own title box. Oh, you mean being forgettable? Well, he's dead. Don't speak ill of the dead like that. I don't think she's 
I, I don't think she, I think she qualifies for underused because okay, if you're going to make that argument that they keep trying with her, I don't agree. Well, I think you're uh, trying right now. Yeah, I I I gotta push back on that uh, because Elsa Bloodstone shows up once a generation for the comic book readers to try for them to give a push and be okay. like, we're gonna do our okay, final okay, two miniseries. You want to know how many had last year? How many? I think less than she had less than ten appearances last year. This year alone, she's had one. Hold on, but if you count variant covers, the TV show, uh, the wasn't she in the, the yeah Werewolf by Werewolf Night? By Night, um, and that 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 that's well, that is huge. And if you count variant covers, she is the sexy <laughs> girl. Of, uh, she's like a Pikachu. People she's the love sexy that Elsa Bloodstone variant cover. They know who she is. People. Variant covers are not going to help your case for underrated <laughs> characters. They do know who she is because of it, though. She's not underused on those covers. Also, she gets a, a lot of proliferation swings. of variants basically defines okay. underrated. By that also, definition, that... the Planet of the Apes is prolific in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, right, you on. know, also not the only monster hunter in the Marvel universe, just the only current one. So, you know, is she niche? Is she what's her, is she a cool spin because she's like the old dude's daughter? I feel like that's been done before. I uh, would say she No, cool I'm spin. I'm keeping uh, right now uh niche is is good for Elsa. That uh is she like I said, no points for originality, but it's a very it's a role we do not see much. So okay. she's in Ultimate Alliance three. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, 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 uh. Um, she, she's mm, I will give that. character. Right, but hold man. on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Oh. I have some more defenses. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, okay. quick defenses. Four define defining look. I would say she has a pretty defining look. We don't have that many. I mean, I have literally pointed out that she has the most memorable, <laughs> like the most memorable hair. I, I cannot come for her look. The yeah. hair, the yeah. trench coat, the guns. Yeah. I think her look is pretty solid. I think she is a cool spin because she, and this goes back to the P word potential. It's this idea of somebody who doesn't like their job, but in a way that feels like, oh, they were thrust into this responsibility in a way that's different. And two, a little gay. I'm going to make a very hot take. Elsa Bloodstone has the making of a gay icon. This snarky, beautiful, bitchy hero who has this tragic backstory of essentially forced into this very abusive relationship with her father who put her under this immense training because he was, I don't know, for whatever reason. And she literally sits alone in her mansion just drinking because she's so sad. She's truly the Judy Garland of the Marvelverse. I'll say this. I think she does have pretty limitless potential. You could convince me that she could join the ranks of like the Asgardian characters with a weapon that doesn't require worthiness, but also doesn't grant like Mjolnir level power. Um, and that she could hang with those guys in an instant and it wouldn't even like she she's got sith energy big sith energy and so i do see the queerness but i i i beg to remind you that this i said this rule stretches 20 years i want you to know that means it goes back so far rue did her own makeup so <laughs> what i'm trying to say it's, it actually is 15 years nico by your own writing uh, so, um, if it's 15 years, that was from 2001. <laughs> that means, no, 15 years, 2004, 2008, 15 years. Yes, her, her original oh, okay. series. I was like, they wait, tried putting her next at. wave events. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, she was introduced way back in 2001 in a four right, call it, call it. That was terrible. And then we call it. Did not see her for eight. Video years. game, television show, multimedia, Jonah. 
I, I take down. Come on, call. I do have to say that the uh, proliferation of Elsa in other media does hurt your case to the point of elimination. I would love to see her in more comics, uh, but I think she's rated about about well right now. I'm gonna give as hard Rob Riggle energy as I can give right now. Oh, next. Next. All right, guys, it is time to eviscerate uh, one Mr. Action. Actually, I just want to remind everybody, we said that the fifth round is where you have to compliment all of my choices. <laughs> oh, yeah, please do compliment and then uh, explain why they should and not eviscerate. be. Um, I'd like to talk about Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Um, Dr. Reyes, who I, I think technically appeared in one of the X-Men movies. We don't have to talk about that, but it did happen. It did happen. It did happen. It was, oh yes, that's right. It was the New Mutants movie. <laughs> oh, so twice. Wasn't she also in... No, that was Dr. Kavita Rao. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, it can't possibly... New Mutants cannot possibly count. Uh, that was not a uh, black woman. Um... Okay. I will. I will not be allowing for that. Okay. 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 Well. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Um, also, has had a lot of prominence as the X Men's doctor, the doctor person, the person they call for doctoring when they don't want to deal with Hank McCoy. Um, she's been around. She's been background, but she's been present. Okay. I'll give you wanna... that. She's never had her own series. You're not. It's a. It's not, well, it's a no, I don't want to like. I don't want to throw my, my grenade down on my own people, but like, yeah, I guess I can't name another ex-doctor. I can't name another single doctor. Like, that that fulfills his niche. I get... And in the Krakoan age, particularly, anytime someone needs to go to those healing gardens, she's there. She is setting bones. She is... She doesn't... She's not a healer, but she directs the whole healing operation because she's a doctor. And Dude, the healers goddamn, need doctors. Do these idiots have, like, 75 doctorals between them? And does do, only no, one, one of them know doctor. how to do anything medical? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Professional academics, all of them. Great, we're <laughs> saved. Hey, Lorna finally got that geology PhD she'd been working so hard for. Yeah, it's really serving her well. Um... I guess it's her turn that one fight. You know, if they all got sent to the center of the earth, <laughs> hey, maybe it is. It's, it's currently being brought up in the in the Marvel Love Infinity comic. Oh, we love to see it. Um, all right, Doctor Cecilia Reyes, come on, talk to me about uh, her defining look. I don't think she has one. Yeah, she just wears fascinating. The yeah, she wears the training. She wears the training suit with shoulder pads. Okay, Robbie, if you're still here, I'm desperate to know your take on... Um, her powers are cool, and yeah. her niche is doctoring, if you really want to get into it. Her powers are not her niche, because we we have force fields. We've got skids, you know? Okay, let me um, give, a, let me give a, 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 a defense that I think might work for two things, or just not work at all. Her defining look is also her, uh, her cool spin, because she's like the cool new kid in the X-Men. But that's why she's in the cool look. Because when she first joins the X-Men, she's just like, hey, I'm just a doctor lady. Leave me alone. And Iceman's like, no, I'm going to uh, like repeated, uh, persistent, uh, you know, uh, harass you. Yes. Uh, into joining the X-Men. He just harasses her over and over again until she joins. And then he's like, here, take my rags. And I think she makes that gay man's rags look amazing. 
Ah, it's still a training uniform. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Context is king. But that was also like 25 years ago. So it's 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 still a very it's still it still looks like a training uniform to me. Did you um, just say Operation Zero Tolerance to 25 years ago? Because you're correct, and that's horrifying. I have to go. I the, approximately. I can't. I I don't like to look back and actually count the number of years it was. But I was a, I was a a burgeoning. I was a tween at the time, so I'm guessing it was somewhere around like Gen X. Yeah, it was 97. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, talk to me about uh, queer subtext. No, not 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 talking to you. Just that there is none. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it wasn't always, on my list. <laughs> it's always like she gets paired off in like X Men: The End with Beast, which I'm like, or no, not with Beast, but uh, that's Storm and Beast, right? Who she gets? Something happens. I think it was Beast in the end. But who yeah, is Storm? Is with Logan in the end. That's right, and then she can still use her powers. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think but... you might be thinking of that Beast joins T'Challa and Storm in the Nation of the Panther in Earth X Beasts. I do know what you're talking about, but I don't think Cecilia Reyes is in that. No, I think you. I, I meant the the Storm Beast. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably right. Um, but yeah, so you know, she she winds up with Beast in at least one alternate reality, and not that that is the the, the final say on anyone's uh, queerness, but you know, she's she really pushed back against the idea of being a mutant. She did not want that mutant identity. She did not want to leave her job at the hospital. She did not want to be outed. I feel like that. Well, in and of itself is a is its own like version of kind of queer. Um, it's also it reads very straight to me. It's Rejecting like queer culture. Yeah, okay. It's it's very like I'm straight, but for this superpower that I have. And I just want to say I don't think she has a cool spin. <laughs> oh no! I've actually uh, come to think of it. Uh, I went to go defend it, and I can't because the cool spin is. Her force fields, what makes them unique is they work, but it still hurts. Then what's the point? <laughs> she can make spikes out of them. She can make spikes out of them sometimes. Well, because of all those drugs she took with Nightcrawler in that dungeon. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> weird I think uh, Dr. Cecilia Reyes has been hamstrung by her inability to be super gay as is required <laughs> for unrelated <laughs> characters. Uh, maybe choose women next time, Cece. Mm. Uh, Cece Babcock. Okay. And we are on to a Jacob. All right. I, I think I might have one unless you got one. No, you gotta, you gotta go. Oh, okay. Then I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I kind of feel like, and I'm not trying to be uh, too terrible, but uh, if we're going to say that Cecilia Reyes is just in a training uniform, then the Power Pack kids are in fucking footy pajamas. Um, uh, That is not like a look. um, It's pajamas. um, Those are iconic. No one else looks like those. No one else has that cool little gradient and those big booties. Those big Fantastic booties? Four look just like this. No, they don't. Uh, a they do- look, it's, First it's, of all, the kids are different colors. They have those big <laughs> yeah, booties. Yeah, highlighters. I, again, let me point to the big booties and that that little like gradient that they do as well. Like that's the Power Pack kids look is so distinct from the other. Okay, the well, then how is Jack Power gay? 
How is he gay at all? Oh, because he's the younger brother, and all younger brothers are gay. That's tough to argue with. He's very okay. assertive and aggressive in a very straight way. I am comfortable. That's called overcompensating. I'm pretty sure the overcompensating one was always been Julie. But mm. uh, you can have two overcompensating queer characters. And usually if you've got an older sibling, it's a lot harder to come out because your parents are like, oh, you're just doing it because your sibling's doing How it. How great like... would Julie Power be on Celebrity Big Brother? She'd win. She would win in an instant. I now we need to write a story about uh, Big Brother in the Marvel Universe and the heroes that go into it. Um, <laughs> setting that aside, let's stay on topic. On uh, topic, if we're talking about underused, I'm pretty sure the Power Pack kids had their own series very recently, just about two years ago, where they got away with things that Miles and Kamala weren't allowed to get away with. And the book came under some fire for some whitewashing of uh, youth culture, which is a strike against the gay big picture thing because they Those had white entitlement. Little scamps and the their scampy white entitlement. Yeah, scampy white straights. I hadn't read that miniseries. Readers de Blanco, because if, if we are eliminating Elsa for her appearances in her miniseries, the Power Pack kids very recently had their own miniseries to reestablish where they are currently in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but when you look at the context and you look at the other, the other three kids, the other three kids have had shining moments in the sun, their own little adventures, and poor little Jack, the only time you ever see him is this, like, one thing, the, like, Marvel Millennium Age book from 2001 where it turns out he's, like, a drug addict in recovery. Listen, the only thing I ever think of when I think of Jack Power is how hard I'm going at it. You know what I mean? So, like, this guy, uh, he might be deeply underutilized, but he fails some of the other metrics. I also keep thinking his name is uh, a song by AFI. Hey, Mass Master. It's, it's right there. So, nope. I mean, if we're also going, if, if we if I get to go back 15 years, I, I don't mean to do this because Jack Power, I literally did a whole deep dive on Oh my God, pack. this guy read everything. I know. Power Pack had multiple mini series introducing them as kids to Marvel heroes, uh, drawn by drawn and written by Guru Hero, that are all very fun. Um, don't make a lot of sense continuity wise, but they even from their inception, they were pushing these power pack kids to be something. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, no, it, they, they, they're a lot. <laughs> they're around a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I am afraid that I don't think Jack power quite passes the test. I will say he is the one that so far has come the closest. And I uh, am noticing that, you know, we knocked off the easy ones very early and now mm -hmm. we are getting to some tougher ones. All right. Oh, so ready. So Unleash ready. Unleash me. Well, no. I, I, it's, yeah. It's, it's, on oh, yeah. Jonah, go. We have two, three, and five still available. Oh, did you, okay. Did you want to? Did you have one, Nico? Go for oh, it. I, I, I'm I, ready. I, oh, go, go. I, I need to be really honest. I don't think there is anything that defining about Moon Dragon's look. I think she kind of looks like a female wrestler. I think, and that's cool, but how is that niche or defining? She looks kind of like Viper. She looks like Viper at a pool party for dirty slutty girls wearing masks. And I'm here for it. But girl, come on. And she's in every other book. Literally, I'm constantly like, oh, is Moon Dragon here? I don't want to get my mind controlled. I have to go. I only think he put her on the list because she controlled his mind. <laughs> you I'm know... 
I would ah. argue against that the the defining look. How oh, you mean about her bralette? No. How many other Marvel heroes, especially Marvel women, can rock a bald look like her? I, I mean, she's one of the point. Only, even from her inception. Jane Foster, I have to go. Wow. I, wow. You Rude. monster, monster. Oh. Now that he's gone. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I think she, she always has a beautiful capelet and these really huge statement earrings. Um, she has I, a pretty consistent design and, and look. Here, but here are some problems, though. Ooh. Underused, no. She's been around since the 70s. She's a Jim Starlin character. Not underused. She's been everywhere. Every Infinity event. Every time there's a freaking space major, the annihilation wave, the second annihilation wave, she's, she's all used over so that much. Stuff. There's a moon dragon methadone clinic. She's used so much. There was a second moon dragon and they had to merge them together to make one conjoined <laughs> moon dragon. I guess that does mean there's half as many moon dragons as there used to be. <laughs> but she's as far very as, gay. As far as niche goes, we have very powerful lady telepaths in the Marvel universe. It's it's almost a trope at this point. But are they alien too? But how many green ladies do I we mean, need? you can argue that the Phoenix uh, Phoenix empowered telepath is is playing with some alien energy. Yes. And listen, if Moondragon disappeared, then Rogue could have a sexy bald look in green. No. I mean, this is the bottom. Uh, this is this thing. I don't think Moondragon can disappear, though. I think she's too important. I'm also not Ooh. trying to fight too hard. She's she's a space like she's she no is bar. a space telepath, and other people can do that. But she does it very well. She fills an important role where she is, and she's used plenty in that role. That's how. That's where. Which, which, otherwise, which, sorry. No, no, no. It, no. It's, she has a lot of appearances. Uh, we've talked. We've literally talked about her in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now oh. I disagree with Nico on the look. I think that look is striking, and I think it's I think it's unique. I don't think we see a lot of bald a lot of bald ladies uh, running around in awesome space outfits with capelets. I really are... wish I'd remembered to include no psychics who will mind control all of my opponents wow. on the list. Well, that is uh, an important rule for next time. <laughs> you did not include it, so I can't add it. Uh, but lucky for you, uh, Moon Dragon's out. She has had a ton of appearances. She is a little gay, too. Very gay. And I just want to remind you guys, this is really important to remember, but if you come for stick, you're coming for a blind man. Um, What did you just say about Jane Foster? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, what did you just say about Jane Foster? Go that way. Go that way. Do you want to say that? Go on. Go on. No, and let's, has it, uh, let's dead girl get dead? to Nico's roster and get you uh, debating. Hmm. Not all at once. Who to go after? So you see the thing about stick. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, that's the problem. First of all, got his fingerprints all over that Daredevil series. Every time there's a, a major hand event where the world is ending because the hand are doing something it's stick stick in hell stick on earth again stick's got to train matt stick's got to train electra stick's got to train wolverine stick's got to beat someone with a stick <laughs> he does it a lot so i i, I also a real weapon if it, yeah well that's that's probably why they don't give him a real weapon because he'd mess him up um he's not gay he's not even a little gay he's like he's like he's like straight straighty mcstraddington's from straightsville 
what I will say, when we talk about representation in comics, and particularly things like how the X-Men serve as minority stand-ins in a lot of cases, queer people resonate with that, people of color resonate with that, and another group that really resonates with it is disabled people. And in that way, I will say that I feel as though, uh, you know, the a little bit gay rule was meant for for this particular thing. So yes, whilst it comes off as painfully, stupidly heterosexual, maybe asexual, but you would need to show me some on on page evidence, and I don't think there is any. The a little yeah. bit gay does uh, work for him as a uh, disabled character. I appreciate you complicating that, TK. Um, as far as cool spin, there, like he literally trained someone to do the same thing that he does. So I'm not and, sure that he's like. Oh, sorry, that's niche, but also cool spin. Like, uh, but you don't think that uh, training makes for a niche? There are a lot of trainers out there. I loved that song. I love your smile. Um, but what I want to say is that I, you know, when I wrote the rule I wrote, I wrote it one way, but I do kind of feel like all of those rules are kind of together in my rule by it, like, you know, by vibe. And if the vibe changed a bit from it can't just be solo titles, it's footprint then Stick actually does fit a bunch of the stuff I've poked holes in, and it would only be unfair of me not to put that on the table simply because my opponents haven't read that much Daredevil. I'd rather be known as a guy who knows his Daredevil canon than a guy who tries to win. So Um, I'm here to let you guys know, if I came for Elsa Bloodstone, I gotta come for Stick. And that is why uh, we will be removing Stick from the list. Yeah. I want (laughs) to say that an important thing to remember about being underrated is that it doesn't always mean that you should be a very popular character. It does not mean you should be pro-rated. Some characters are exactly at the level they need to be at. Stick needs to be a secondary character. He needs to be the trainer. He serves that role very well, repeatedly, including in the most recent run of Daredevil. And uh, as such, he is rated about exactly where you would need him to be. Has he ever been an Avenger? No, but that's not the point of the character. And therefore, uh, he is rated just right. Uh, What? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I was just going to make the joke. Defining look, stunting pretty. He's not the bitch of New York City. Okay. No, but it is a it is a recognizable look. That whenever you see like some old schlub in a schlubby outfit with a hat and a stick, you know it's stick because who else is going to dress like that? Uh, also, uh, they so perfectly captured JRJR's uh, like pasta hair man uh, on the TV show when he just kind of comes in and he's like, Maddie, I don't know why you constantly have to fight against what you know is the right thing, Maddie. Makes it makes it hard to train you, and like it was just it's so. Your fest. It it well, I mean that's also because they're the same. I can't do this again. They're all the same. I'm gonna cry. I'm uh, gonna cry Stick is off the list now, and I would love to talk about uh, who is on Jake's roster. Hi. Who is on first? Okay, I I don't know much about this character, so I'm gonna need some help. Sure. What is the what is the the cool twist? What is the what is the cool spin of Freedom Ring? I believe it is just that they're a homosexual. Um, also, the way they died was 
horrible, but also uh, uh, heavily referenced. Um, so he he found this ring that was part of a cosmic cube and got these powers and was terrible at them and then uh, subsequently died. So his cool spin is really that some people shouldn't get superpowers and then use them to fight crime because they will immediately die five issues later. And he's gay. That's the other that's the other spin. Well, so then I want to say that my problem with it might be that it's problematic gay trope. That's still a little gay. Also, yes, it is. It's a kill your gaze. It's it is kill your gaze, but it's not underused in this context because it was just, you know, it was it was something they hadn't done in a while at Marvel. Okay, so then does does Freedom Ring fill a niche then? If his representation is meant to be you're given power and not everybody <laughs> knows how to use that. I feel like there are plenty of characters who go with that storyline. And also, if I can, I believe it's... I'm so... I'm so sorry. I, I That was uh, me talking to Cher. I believe it says a little gay, not out and out super faggot. Wow. Uh, that still counts. Uh, yeah. Okay. He didn't think that's how he read to the world. He was trying to code switch, girl. Well, but, so then let me let me chime in with, I don't think in a world where the bar has been set by women with six foot long hair, 40 inch wig, my ass, Sasha Colby said to the walls, right? Um, well, was I reading? Well, no, I'm saying that Sasha in the goddess dance in the oh, season oh. finale, right? Um, but so like my whole thing is in a world where queens, queens stunt with their looks, is this defining? Is this iconic? Or did he just die real good? And so, like, I love him. I do. But does he have a defining look? Well, this is the thing that I hung up on, though, is the way he died and how it is specifically referential of, like, of uh, uh, hagiographic iconography. Like, the death of St. Sebastian and the way St. Sebastian was appropriated as a gay icon in the 80s. This all really compels me because I do think that part of his look in its final form is him being killed is like him being penetrated by many shafts as though he were shot by many arrows. Um, so it's a really, I think I, I have to imagine that somewhere in there, what happened was someone was told they could have a gay character, but only for five issues and they were going to make it a great five issues. Um, and I think that the defining look is his like sacrificial repose, which is not this image, which I should have probably. I hear you, up. but can your defining look be one panel that's that's my question that's i hear you that's a good question judges <laughs> judges i don't think your defining look can be one panel. uh it's more this iconic is, this, than this character defining. is very close mm. to meeting all of the requirements uh, but, but really i'm actually gonna go like immediate i can't wait to get off air and like reread this for the first time in like a bajillion years yeah uh, i'm wondering if it'll make me as mad this time <laughs> The yeah, the look being a bit generic does yeah. not help when it comes to being underrated. Uh, now, Jonah, oh no, you got two left. Is this where we make our case for the one we want? Uh, oh, you want one of mine to win? No, no, because I believe I thought we were gonna. I thought it was uh, that when we got to a certain point, we were all gonna make our case. Or is it we're going to? There's only one person still in the game. Well, I was gonna ask about that. We uh, we've been playing for a little over an hour, and yeah. we could go into sudden death if everybody is ready, or we could talk it all out. 
Um, I'm up for whatever anyone wants to do. I, I, I'm happy to do one more like round to get to last. Okay. Characters. Then let's do one more round and then let's defend our characters. Yeah. So, I, oh, by all means. Oh, well, I really want to talk about Snowbird and what the heck she's doing here. Miss, Miss, Miss Magic. Uh, yeah. Defining look. Maybe if you're in the ice capades. <laughs> She's also a shapeshifter, which we have plenty of those. Um, yeah, so not I'm not neat. really, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. I would argue you. that the mysticism of being the daughter of a goddess and that angle, that angle of that mysticism is unique enough in that it's a niche. But do we want to talk about the like blonde hair, white half Inuit problem of it all? Because that's a, that's a, the, Snowbird is messy. I also. I'm also gonna ask a question. I think Alpha Flights had more time than a clock factory. (laughs) I think it's time we acknowledge the truth that America's favorite other child is Canada. I'm sorry. (laughs) But look at how we behave in this country. We're just giving crowns to Jimbo. When uh, there are perfectly deserving New York queens, right? And so, I don't know. I think we've given all of the page time to Ke- I mean, at one point, didn't we just, like, agree that the new Elvis is Brian Adams? I think. Hold on, let me get in front. I think that we've reached a point where... I, <laughs> I think we've reached a point where Alpha Flight has just really saturated the market. 125 issues up through 1994, and then a number of times to try and bring it back there's one coming now snowbird psh, more like show all the time bird just sh- or showbird for short <laughs> i mean like she's got a really great look i i think that her look is iconic i've always really liked how kind of minimalist her design is but like the only alpha flight comic i ever owned was part of a mini event specifically about snowbird and like it was Snowbird all the time. And I know that Alpha Flight has been around for forever, and she's almost always on every iteration of the team. She's often missing from issues. I don't, <laughs> if you actually read Alpha Flight, she's often missing. I believe I one time read an issue that was literally 11 blank pages of Snowbird <laughs> having a fight in the snow. <laughs> uh, John Byrne fell behind on some deadlines, and he just lettered some white pages. And it's actually... It, it's actually kind of... Okay, that's your cool spin. <laughs> name another character who could get away with that nightcrawler in the dark uh sue storm in the dark oh no she's they just outline her but yeah i think uh i think she's around a lot snowbird she snowbird she everywhere like stick not every character is going to be an a tier character on a team you're going to have some B-tier characters. And as a team, Alpha Flight has gotten quite a few appearances, including the one they're about to have. And as such, I think uh, I am ready to rule that she is out. Bye, girl. I'm sorry. I think I meant fly, girl. <laughs> All right. All right. To Nico's list. All right, then. If, the, if we are going to go there, and I hate to do this to you, I'm so sorry. No, she's no. Hasn't she been through enough? Uh, Red girl is recently featured in the current Ecstatics run. I mean, it gets worse than that. Yeah, she's got a Dead Girl Presents miniseries. Oh, and she... did I also forget she's also 
a teacher over at Strange Academy. Doctor Strange and Dead Girl have a team up issue that is like one of the best Doctor Strange or series, the miniseries, The Oath. It's one of the best Doctor Strange minis out there, period. Hands down. Fight me on it. Clean and simple. I saw this one coming a mile away, but we're here now. I, I do just want to say, in her defense, for a moment, if she's got to come off the list, uh, she's all those other four things, though. To She's got the coolest use of a Mike Allred design in the Marvel Universe. I agree. Uh, she is so damn gay. I agree. She is a cool spin on the idea of mutancy being related to dying. Her powers yeah. kicked in at death. Yeah. Uh, and they're literally, she is a goddess, basically. She is uh, like a Wanda of death. It's amazing. Fantastic um, niche. Uh, fantastic niche. And what a defining, defining uh, version of the ecstatic suit. But I, I do think I have to agree. And she I, I has, also want to give yeah. a cool spin on the of a zombie character. Yeah. Of what being a zombie means. 100%. She would have been girl. really, really awesome in, well, when we had Krakoa, she would have been really cool to bring into the conversation about you know, what death means on an island that resurrects. Kevy, change the music to whatever sounds like a funeral dirge. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> and now on to Jake's list. And I think based on what we've been talking about. I mean, if we're, if, if we're going by the same criteria and everybody has to be critiqued by the same criteria, iBoy has been in X Factor where he was a main character. He was a mainstay. Yeah, but he wasn't a. He's. He, it's not like he's ever had his own situation. Hey, other people have not had their own situations who got knocked off this list. Have they? Are you oh. sure? Because I believe most of these people have been part of an ensemble. Iboy has ne has only ever been part of an ensemble. He's never had a feature. He's never had a miniseries, a solo. He's only ever. He's barely ever appeared by himself doing anything alone, which I think is important criteria as well. He's usually with someone else talking to someone else. I think what I'm going to say though is, and I, I I do understand. I do really understand where he's not overused in the same way, but. It's a result of the function they put him in. He's a member of the X-Factor Investigations crew whose name is said just as much as Dr. Cecilia Reyes's name is used. And while I do love the redesign being so sharp, one of the things I think is that um, I love him, but his eyes freak me out. Just what it is. Don't love it. We said defining look. We said not definingly looks at you all the fucking time. <laughs> That's a defining look. That's a defining look. I will not budge from that criteria. That's a defining look. His powers are niche as hell. He is a cool spin on an... On a, on all a, of on it. A... All of it, but I think X-Factor Investigations comes the book up that was a little canceled. more than Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who's never had a book. It's... Dr. Cecilia Reyes has been a part of X-World since the 90s, or maybe the early 2000s. iBoy just got here and has, was was on a book that got canceled and another book that barely anyone read. I mean, no no offense to Christina Strange. No, Generation X you. Volume 2 was amazing. Amazing. So amazing. It's one of my all. favorites. About who what happens with Jubilee there? Oh, we love her. Um, but yeah, iBoy has been in maybe two series as an ensemble character and didn't even get the opportunity to develop the way he was supposed to develop in X Factor. They, he never got the chance. He never got the page time. Now, unfortunately, this is not a uh, competition based on who didn't get the page time. 
This is most underrated. <laughs> iBoy uh, has had two really recent team series, uh, one of which ended too soon, but ended well. Uh, and for that reason... Oh, we have such disagreement on the end of how X-Factor, how X-Factor ended. Sure, 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 sure. And now we are at our final three, our sort of sudden death round. Where I think we're all really winners, aren't we? Truly, uh, the real competition is the friends we made along the way. Uh, For Jonah, we have Clairvoyant. For Nico, we have Punisher, Rachel Cole Alves. And for Jake, we have Soft Serve. Sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think I can. <clears throat> I genuinely feel like I could never defend my my pick over these. But if I had to, I think what I would say is um, not coming for anyone else's ladies. Just to say about my lady for a minute. Um, she is so deeply underused that she only appears in one run of Punisher, which she's not even in every issue of. And two issues of another run of Punisher and I think technically she's got a miniseries appearance, and that's why I don't want to lie and then look like a bad guy. But ah. she has like over 20 appearances altogether ever, like 20 appearances. And um, she's she's pretty, I mean, she's a woman in the Punisher suit. Well, she is defined by the death of her male partner in many ways. She is uh, very coded as a man, and that's pretty gay. Um she is a woman who is put into the same position as Frank Castle. And every time he's like, no, I won't let you become me. She's like, no, nah, it's too late. I already am you. I am become death. And so she's like, uh, look at me punish. Pun, pun, pun. And uh, I think that's a pretty defining look. Uh, it's real cool. And I think women shooting machine guns at the mafia is pretty niche. <sighs> Jonah. Talk to me about Clairvoyant. So, if we're go- if we're going by numbers, Clairvoyant has had a total of sixteen appearances ever across the Marvelverse. <laughs> so, if we want to talk about appearances, has she really appeared that much? Two, she's honestly she kind of gives the lesbian witch vibe, very very lesbian goth girl down. Um, I don't know about these photos. Even might not be the best angles ever. But I, think <laughs> <laughs> I love this pic- these pictures. Oh, um, no, it's perfect. But honestly, the the way that she is drawn for her define defining her look, um, she kind of appropriates the the, the widow spider from <laughs> Natasha. I mean, I mean, actually, I, I, she had it first by like twenty years, by, by uh, a lot of years. Um, <clears throat> So there's a lot of different things that I really think that make this character fit within the criteria. Niche, um, there's actually some very fascinating things with her that I don't think are often explored. Uh, for those who don't know, she is involved with mysticism. She was originally her clairvoyant. She was literally a medium that spoke to Satan. Um, but like not a very powerful medium. But she actually is way more powerful than I, I think her initial incarnation um, kind of went. Well, hold on. So more of a medium medium then. Yeah, medium medium. Um, She was also the only female member of the 12. And when America was drafting the superheroes, you know, back in 1945 in Marvel Comics, she was not, uh, she was the only woman drafted. I think you had a bunch of other one-off weirdos, but I think she was the the most defining. And yeah, I think I hit all my, my, my marks on her. Jacob. <clears throat> Talk to well, me about our ice cream master. 
As the uh, only hero on this list to not be named after or visualized after any other heroes in the Marvel Universe, uh, <laughs> Soft Serve is distinct and niche in her ability to serve that soft. Underused, two appearances on page, and everything else is like fun decals that fans made. A little gay because, well, mutant. Uh, cool spin, you should see the way she does her double twist. Um, and defining look, you know, I don't think the, uh, canon appearances do it justice, though I do love this black dress with the, the leg slit and the little hat that she's got. Um, there have been some incredible fan art of Soft Serve as a character. Um, my hope is that one day we will see her appear in a more fully realized way. I believe that Soft Serve was trained in the Red Triangle Protocol. Uh, and is still a part of the mutant resistance on Earth. I'm not here to make your point for you or anything, but I literally cannot imagine being able to produce ice cream from your body and not being pansexual with it. That's I didn't want to go right to that. Yeah, I, I mean, like go I, to the biological you have to be very comfortable with your body when as a pan person. I really yes. feel like I would be able to produce peanut butter or ice cream if I wanted to in a mutant world. You know what I mean? Like that would be a power I would have. Mutation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a thousand. Don't, don't, we, we don't say secondary mutation around these parts. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's alternately mutated. I'm so sorry. Woof. Latent power. <laughs> latent Microaggression. Power. I like that. Why does it always got to be latent? Uh, so those are my points about soft serve. Well, damn, guys. I am truly impressed by these impassioned arguments for and against this wonderful roster of characters each of you has come up with. Uh, it has been so fun and fascinating listening to you engage in such spirited debate. And unfortunately, I am far too weak to declare one winner. I must declare three. <gasps> three-way tie! It is a three-way tie. Yay! <laughs> I'm oh, not competitive. So oh, someone's gonna have to clean this up. Oh man, uh, you all did wonderful. I uh, I loved that each of you really did have a character that could have been a winner. Uh, you know, I could have dragged us on and been a hard ass and really made you whittle it down. But I think uh, I love these three so much. Uh, I'm ready to do a book with them as a team. So we have for our three-way tie, we have from Jonah's roster, Black Widow Clairvoyant, from Nico's roster, Rachel Cole Alves, and from Jake's roster, Soft Serve. Congratulations. Wait, is, it, what? is it all our number fours? My number five. Oh, that's so funny, though. Really close, though. And it's really yeah. interesting to note how many people's uh, winners came from toward the end of their roster. Yeah. I would say the most damning rule being appearances. Yeah. Knocked out a, a good portion of characters. Yeah. Especially because it was like in Which the is funny spirit it's of the appearance rule that you all put in like multiple times in multiple ways. <laughs> and then tried to find ways that it didn't apply to yeah. us. That didn't apply to us, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, I, I, I really struggled at one point because I was like, I, my, one of my rules initially was like no inherent powers. And then I was like, wait, but I want to do mutants. And then I forgot that. I forgot about the Lost Kids, basically, then that they would have made good underutilized mm. characters uh, because I still had that no inherent powers thing in my mind. 
Oh man, I, I I loved playing this because like I'm I'm exactly with you. I'm like I see how I'm going to strategize differently for next play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I've joked about a couple of ones I want to do like uh, most iconic look, but it has to be like good guy bad guy. Like uh, you know you have both versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do most overutilized superhero. It has to literally be somebody that makes me roll my eyes even if I love them. Um, mm-hmm. Like I yeah, and I had such a good time. I can't wait because. Uh, this isn't the last time we will be playing this officially and canonically. No, no, no. We will be playing this amazing game over at FlameCon 2023 yeah. in New York City, where we're going to be joined on stage by none other than the amazing Demanda Martini, who is so incredible. We uh, love Demanda. Unbelievable guests there, like the incredible Terry Bloss. Uh, who I can't say enough about and did so many of the amazing images for the uh, event. It's going to be amazing. You definitely want to check it out. And uh, this little panel of ours uh, is going to be Saturday at five o'clock. So uh, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you Come can see all with of us. us. We're going to have a blast. Uh, so Jake, I believe you will, you will be there through like the spirit. He's, he's telepathically synced with me. So, uh, you know, We've I'll got an Xavier to... brain that I'll be channeling through. Yeah. Just full on moon dragon it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> right? Uh, well, two of us. Let's get some sign offs. Jake, it was so amazing having you here with us on the show playing the first inaugural on air game of Deal Breakers. And <laughs> so, uh, Jake, where can everybody find your amazing self one more time? Currently, you can find me on the internet uh, on a website called Instagram. And there I go by the handle at the Heart Farmer. The Heart Har- Farmer, like I farm hearts. And I got to know, who of your team do you wish won? Oh, well, it's soft serve, obviously. It's oh, perfect. She's the only one who needs... She's the only one who deserves the win, damn it, um, of mine. No disagree. I love I love your soft serve win. But uh, speaking of uh, people I love, JoJo, where can everybody find you online? And who on your team do you wish won? You can find me over on uh, X app, bird app, whatever it's called, and Instagram at peak Jonah. That's P-E-A-K. Listen, I'm very happy that Clairvoyant won because uh, she is nowhere to be seen. So it's uh, get her getting just a little bit of love. Uh, someone fighting for her. I think she deserves that. I can't say I'm not, you know, I wasn't maybe a little salty and bitter that Elsa Bloodstone was eliminated second on my list. I wish she would have at least saved her for last. It's fine. I will get over it. I'll move sure. on. <laughs> well, Kebo, there's no way we could have uh, done this whole shebang without you uh, and uh, your incredible production stuff. So, uh, Kebo, where can everybody find you? You can mostly find me tooling around on this show, uh, <laughs> but ostensibly I should be posting on the social medias at Kevo Really. That's K E V O R E A L L Y. Uh, Teak moderator extraordinaire. Excellent job wrangling these cats. Uh, you did the best you could, sir, and it looked excellent. So where can the people oh, find you? You can find me on various social medias at TK Elemental. Nico, unfortunately, you can't both play and host a game, but, you know, I love you as a player. So where can everybody find you? Well, uh, until I decide not to be a player no more and host a lot, um, you can check me out all over this amazing show like Saturday where we're going to be talking about the Metroidvania you never knew you needed more than life illusion island 
along with Disney's Lorcana and the in-game ARG Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom. So sad it's retired. And then our Saturday Sunday TV wrap-up is going to be Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and the Musical, and uh, Drag Race Dananda, and uh, the end of Food Trucks, and I think Food Stars comes back, and uh, Food Lion. Well, you have to tell us. uh, How do you feel about your win? Is there someone from your list who would have preferred? Stick. 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 I would have preferred Stick. Yeah, I really appreciate Mm. you. Stick. Uh, she was Rachel Cole Alves, uh, number two, but uh, Stick. Stick, Fair who uh, has just been appearing in basically a secondary role in all of uh, Chip Zdarsky's amazing Daredevil run. I wonder how many appearances he actually does have. A oh, lot. I'm sure it's like 112 or something absurd. Like, I'm sure it's a pretty, it's a pretty stupid number. Oh, God, everyone's on it. Wow. Uh, this well, is this has dream. been a blast. I'm so excited to play more. We've got a, a great slate of topics. Uh, and uh, we're I love that I just got Lexus Nexus. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, that was everything to me. Uh, and I, yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, I completely am with you a thousand percent. This was a dream, actually. Like, as the guy who was like, hey, guys, can we do this thing? Uh, everybody did such an amazing job, and I'm so grateful, and it was so wonderful. And I can't wait to keep doing this with you, amazing folks. Thanks so, for having us. What's oh, you do, Nico? oh, right. We're supposed to uh, sign off. So uh, until Kana plays a fair game, uh, remember, stay strong, be brave, evolve daily, and we'll see you.